This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. I am very glad that you're with us this week. We're continuing to talk about the subject of the larger story. But part of the larger story I'm wondering about is I don't know if my deodorant's working or not. Because, you know, last week we had like eight guys in here and this week we have three. (laughs) So I really don't know if it's me, if it's one of you guys. I don't know what the larger story to that is. Gosh, and I'm the one got left next to you, so I don't, I'll let you know. I'll get back to you on okay, that. Okay, yeah, you can let me know, and we'll figure out what the rest of the story is. So far, so good. Yeah, so. That, that may be the rest of the story, like Paul Harvey used to say, not the, not the larger story. We put it on an extra dose this morning, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But we are going to continue to talk about the topic of the larger story. If you haven't listen to the last couple of weeks podcast we we talked about it over the last couple of weeks and this week we're going to finish the topic i believe but god only knows whether we will or not um, a lot of times we think we're done and he says no you're not and we continue on but right. andy can you help us just kind of with a description as you would describe what is the larger story so a larger story, I believe, is really the gospel uh, story for us. Um, and a lot of times we're so used to living out life, and I think we get it caught up in a lar- uh, smaller story or the day by day, and it doesn't seem like it really has any connection to the larger story, which I believe it does. But really the larger story, the way John defines it, what kind of laid down um, – I mean, it's just there in the gospel. You see it, but it's easily defined by basically, you know, you had the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit fellowshipping in, in the beginning, even before in the beginning when the world was created. Then you had the the fall of man. Then you had um, the, you know, victory of Jesus, the, the death and resurrection of Jesus, and then the restoration of all things or heaven, as we call it. That, that's the story, and we're working towards that. And Right now, we feel like we're in Act 3 and working towards Act 4. Yeah, you you missed a key piece. Okay, you had the unity in heaven of the three. Right. And then God creates angels. Right. And then we have the fall of, oh, yeah, right. fall okay. of Lucifer. Yep. Right, and, and a third of the angels are cast down to the earth. And then man comes along, and we wonder why life's so hard. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think part of the difference is whether we're looking in a magnifying mirror or whether we're using binoculars and looking out to the world, uh, the gospel is there telling us how Jesus looked for us and what he did for us, and he expects us to do something similar for the rest of mankind. Um, And really, our life is so much better when we can do that. Uh, In my own case, uh, all those years of road rage and (laughs) bad temper and all that kind of stuff that Certainly my wife could attest to. I think a lot of that stemmed from the fact that my life was focused on me mm-hmm. instead of really being focused outwardly and, and trying to be more concerned about others than I was about myself. Yeah, and I think that's something I've been thinking about as we've been talking about this, and I meant to bring it up last week, but I think really it is. It's a matter of when you're living in that small story, you're living for yourself, but you're living like there's nothing else. Yet There's nothing else past this life 
mm-hmm. you have no there's no future there's no hope of heaven or a restoration of all things or really there's no hope for mankind if you just live that way it's your problems you're dealing with and that's it but yeah you can believe that that's going to eventually happen but you can't get past what you have to fight today right yep you know yep. The, the gospel i think um john eldridge said at one point about of about a third of the time that they're talking about jesus he's fighting spiritual warfare you know, and and you figure, okay, Jesus had a bigger target maybe on his back than we do, right? Right. But let's just say we fight it a fourth of the time. Do we live our lives like there's a warfare going on a fourth of the time, or a fifth, or an eighth, or whatever it may be? Do we see there's a larger story and an enemy that's been trying to strip that's away right. piece by piece this great big picture? Harold, you did a great job the first week. We're talking about this, talking about the little dots. <laughs> Right, and each one of those yeah. dots being a person, yeah, you know. And when you're looking at it up close, all you see is the dots. But when you get back, you see this beautiful painting, this beautiful picture. You know, and the enemy's been stripping away dot by dot by dot, mm-hmm. trying to take away if taking away your identity. Right, the truth of your identity works. He does that if he takes away your hope, whatever it might be. Right. he tries to do that. So we're just forced to live in this small story. Right. Well, he doesn't use the expression, as best I remember, uh, of larger story. But Max Lucado has a great book uh, titled It's Not About Me. And uh, if you get a chance, it's a great read. And it sheds a whole new light on who you are and what you are. Yeah, I think think of um, all the times that I haven't really been a great parent because it's been all about me. Hmm. You know, you can't you can't be a great anything if it's all about you. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could be a great narcissist. <laughs> you, you, could, you could probably that. Uh, uh, that's not the award somebody's looking for. The narcissist <laughs> of the year, or yeah, yeah, that may already be sewn up somewhere. But anyway, the uh, the first week we talked about the importance of every individual. You know, that God made us all unique, different from one another, but He all made us still in His image. And he made us to battle specifically a certain way in certain situations that only we bring to the earth. You know, he put Andy to fight in a certain way that I'm not called to fight. He put Harold in a certain way or Robbie or whoever it may be. And so when those dots are taken, the world doesn't get that view. It doesn't get that person next to you in the foxhole fighting that was meant to be there. All right. You know, last week we took a look at how God had just kind of stepped in in a week's time and shown us the, the larger story. In a trip to Jamaica and then your trip mm-hmm. that you had to France and just some other things that God brought it back again right in front of us. And this week we're going to talk about that often God, if not always, God will use someone else, whether that be him or another human, to call us into the larger story. So we're going to listen to this clip from The Lion King, and this is Nala coming back at Simba when he's been out living Hakuna Matata out on his own. With Pumbaa and Timon, or I think I said those right, and uh, you know, he's not got a care in the world, but she says, hey, no, wait, you're supposed to be the king, and things aren't great at home. And so we'll go ahead and play this clip, and then we'll come back quickly with the second clip. Isn't this a great place? It is beautiful. But I don't understand something. You've been alive all this time. Why didn't you come back to Pride Rock? Well, I just needed to get out on my own live my own life and i did and it's great we've really needed you at home no one needs me yes we do 
You're the king. Nala, we've been through this. I'm not the king. Scar is. Simba, he let the hyenas take over the Pride Lands. What? Everything's destroyed. There's no food, no water. Simba, if you don't do something soon, everyone will starve. I can't go back. Why? You wouldn't understand. What wouldn't I understand? No, no, no. It doesn't matter. Hakuna Matata. What? Hakuna Matata. It's something I learned out here. Look, sometimes bad things happen. Simba. And there's nothing you can do about it. So why worry? Because it's your responsibility. Well, what about you? What about you? You left? I left to find help. And I found you. Don't you understand? You're our only hope. Sorry. What's happened to you? You're not the Simba I remember. You're right. I'm not. Now are you satisfied? No. Just disappointed. You know, you're starting to sound like my father. Good. At least one of us does. Now, Andy, we're going to go to another clip here. Isn't this a great place? <laughs> it is beautiful. We really like that clip. We wouldn't play it again. Uh... We're going to go to another clip here pretty quickly, but you know, there's something in the way there for, for Simba, isn't mm-hmm. there? Yeah, he just, he just doesn't really know who he is and, and what he's called for, and he's pulled back. You know, the whole com, uh, Akuna Matata, uh, just whatever will be, will be. You know, it's just like that's the way we live our life sometimes. Yeah, there's a greater story. I'm trying to just get by. Just let it be, you know, and not step into that larger story. And what's what's fortunate for Simba, what happens pretty quickly is Rafiki comes in and takes him on adventure to go meet somebody, to go see his dad. At the end of that last clip, you remember we left it off. Well, at least somebody's speaking like mm-hmm. yeah, like the dad. Right. Well, the dad enters in in this scene, and let's kind of listen to what happens, and we'll talk about it if not now, then after the break. That's not my father. It's just my reflection. No! Look hard. You see, he lives in you. see you have the the father steps in yeah right and and you've had simba if you haven't seen the movie you know simba's fought evil before and he lost Mm -hmm. but he fought it out of his own strength yeah and so you have the father that steps in and says you know no remember who you are and you were never meant to be alone i saw that you know my daughter 
<laughs> obviously was into that whenever she was a girl. I mean, I didn't realize that that's the gospel. That's Paul encouraging us. Remember the Christ that's in you. And, you know, that's 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 incredible. I had not heard that in a while. So it's it's something where you can't step into that battle unless you truly know who you are. And more importantly, more important than that, you may partially know who you are, but get who has your back. Yeah. That's even whose you are. Yeah. Yeah, whose you are. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, you had to have where Nala calls him into it and, and fear won't let him enter in. And then the father figure comes along. The father from heavens comes down and says, No, remember, you're my son. You have what it takes. Yep. You can do this. And he goes back and he does what he needs to do. And what you need to do right now is go to masculinejourneyradio.org, register for the boot camp coming up November 7th through 10th. We'd love to see you there, and what God has in store for you will be amazing. Robbie Dilmore here, and you know, I've developed a real soft spot for my pillow. <laughs> and if you've been waiting for the lowest price ever offered on my pillow, it's arrived. With their patented interlock fill system, American made guaranteed not to go flat. And believe me, I've had mine for over five years now, and it hasn't. Fully machine washable, six day money back guarantee, and a simple four question filling process. Right now, get a two pack of my pillow premiums for only $69.99. That's right, only $34.99 per pillow, which is the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. Dial 1 800 942 9613 or use the promo code Get Truth at MyPillow.com. You too could have a soft spot for my pillow at only $34.99 a pillow. $69.98 for two. Call 800 942 9613 or go to mypillow.com and don't forget, use that promo code Get Truth. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought I was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. Wow. Now, Andy, I know you mm-hmm. picked that, but Harold, who is that artist? Francesca Battistelli. See, I couldn't have said that because I couldn't have told you, but you guys both know who the artist is. Mm-hmm. Now, Andy, you like it because it's one of your daughter's favorites. Yeah, it is. And we had her on last week. Not my daughter, but the Fra- Francesca well, we Battistelli. Had, that's she right. Was, she was the bump in. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Newer album. but For me, it was the same thing a generation down. It was my granddaughter. Ah, gotcha. And uh, yeah, I've got that CD. Yeah, it's good. It's good. She's. I might yeah, get that CD. Yeah, right. 
you know, a couple of them now, yep. actually, because I really like her. Yep. There's several really good songs on that one. Yep. So yep. As, as we kind of hurried into break a little bit, because we want to get both clips in, because I thought it was important, as we've mm-hmm. talked before, that you got to see both sides of the equation. Turn into that larger story, there's a call. Right? It's a call from someone else. Mm-hmm. It's a call from a friend who needs help. It's a call from the Father in Heaven. Mm-hmm. We'll call you into the larger story. Now, Harold, what were your thoughts on the clip? Well, as I listened to it, I thought, what greater legacy could a father have than to be able to pass on to his son and say, remember, you know, who you are and what you are. And uh, if if you can do that, you know, what greater thing could you ask for? Yeah, I I credit God wholeheartedly with any decisions I made of a, as a parent that worked out because I knew they weren't <laughs> for me. <laughs> they weren't that good. Uh, but fortunately, you know, I went through the Wild at Heart message when my boys were both little. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Eli had just come along, actually. Mm-hmm. He was less than a year old. And, and I remember finding this little statue of a little boy holding a golden heart. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to Caleb one Christmas and said, you have a heart of gold. And so no matter mm-hmm. how mad I got at him or whatever, we would always go back to at some point mm-hmm. his heart of gold. You know, and, and he still he still has that in his room. It still sets where you can see it, and it's still part of who he knows who he is. That's awesome. You know, and that was all something God gave me. I saw it, and I'm like, oh, that'd be cool for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it became so much more, which God often, you know, helps us lay some seeds that we don't know how the fruit's going to come out. But, you know, it is part of that, helping set that identity. Absolutely. You know, and that all, all kind of came from him. Now, we have a couple non-animated mm-hmm. movie clips. So if you want to tell us about this next clip, which is okay. also kind of a, a call to the larger story. It is. It definitely is. Um, and you know what? It, usually it's used in other uh, boot camp talks, usually spiritual warfare, uh, identity, some of those things. And it plays into all that. But it really speaks to the larger story as well. It's, it's from Braveheart. William Wallace is uh, rallying the troops. A lot of them just kind of want to compromise and live, but not really fight for their freedom. Uh, the larger story, their freedom. Um, they want to live in the smaller story, and he calls them out. He calls their identity like we talked before, and you'll see that distinctly. And they go in and win this battle, uh, but he they wouldn't they wouldn't even be on the battlefield if he hadn't called them out. You know, give them give them their identity and called them up with him to join in the fight for their freedom. And this is the first time that this Scottish country has really stood up to to England. Absolutely, yep. Yeah. This is our army. To join it, you give homage. I give homage to Scotland. And if this is your army, why does it go? We didn't come here to fight for them. Oh, the English are too many. Is seven feet tall. Yes, I've heard. He kills men by the hundred. And if he were here, he'd consume the English with fireballs from his eyes and bolts of lightning from his. <laughs> I am William Wallace. And I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. 
You've come to fight as three men. And three men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Against that? No! We will run! And we will live! Alright? Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Andy, at the beginning of that, he refers to them as sons of Scotland, which, okay, yeah, they're from Scotland, I get it, but there was mm-hmm. more to that story, wasn't there? Yeah, it was. They had, um, they had really not, um, you know, like Sam said earlier, they really hadn't fought. They didn't really knew who the, know who they were, and so he had to go back to the foundation of who they are, and that's what we need to do a lot of times. When we get caught up in this daily grind and we're not... Uh, really fighting the battle we're not called up in. We need a call from Jesus sometimes. Sons of heaven, you mm-hmm. you know you've got to come up and live in this larger story. Don't stay down there in in, in the smaller story. Come up. You're absolutely right. You know he was reminding them of the stories that they had heard as kids right. growing up yep. that Scotland had never been defeated. They had right. never been defeated in open war. Right. Right. You know they became conquered by England, but not through mm-hmm. war. Not through the typical way that it happened. Right. And, and so he was reminding them of, hey, you come from a stock that's never been right. defeated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right? And so that's the same thing that we need to be, as you said, reminded mm-hmm. of sometime. Is we come from the stock that's already won. He should that's have mentioned right. Hadrian's Wall. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't either. There's a wall that the Romans built. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. To separate the Scots. Because they couldn't defeat them. Because they couldn't beat them. Right, right. That's right. That's right. I didn't know the name of it, but yeah, they just got tired of it, Mm -hmm. so they built a wall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and so that... that Were you there, Harold? (laughs) (laughs) You speak... He was on the fourth column column from the left. No, I I wasn't there. I I was working on the art. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That was a good one. You got it in there. I didn't even think of it. Robbie would be proud. Yeah, Robbie, would, Robbie be proud. would be proud. That's right. I'm sitting in the Robbie seat, so. Well, speaking of a larger story, I want to thank Keith for uh, catching the little word in there that I missed because <laughs> we started to play that. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's a word in there that we can't use. So I was panicking until we got to there, and he already he caught it for us. So I was grateful for that. Yep. But you know, this whole larger story, he reminds him that look, you don't want to live life with regrets. You don't want to look back and say, man. I wished I would have done something when I had a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, and I told these guys, uh, my son Eli and I, he's 15 now, you know, we're watching the Band of Brothers series, you know, and I watched it with mm-hmm. his, his brother a few years ago. Well, it's really cool to see him get called, caught up in, you know, what those guys mm-hmm. were living. I mean, yeah, they're fighting that larger story, but they were also fighting for the larger story of the guy in the hole next to him. Mm-hmm. Right, it was more about them than it was about their living. It was more about their buddy living. Yeah, 
if you watch the series on Medal of Honor winners, that sticks out big mm-hmm. time. Absolutely, that they're they're risking themselves for their brothers. And that's one of the things about the boot camp. I think that is is so great. It 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 helps you to realize that you don't have to be out there by yourself. There are others that can mm-hmm. be there with you. Yeah, you know, it goes back to John ten ten. You know, the devil was. Uh, Prowling around yeah, yeah. like a roaring, oh, roaring lion, yeah, mm-hmm. roaring lion. No, that's First Peter. I'm yeah, sorry, First Peter five eight. I was in the wrong, wrong part. He right? comes to steal, kill, kill and destroy. And destroy. Right, John ten, and Jesus gives us life. Right, but in First Peter five eight, he's like a, a prowling lion right. looking for he can devour. Absolutely. Well, they they don't devour the pack. Yeah, right. They devour the one on their own, and so you know we have to be at least minimum. Unified with the big man, that's right. With God, and you know, and he's right, got right, right. And it's usually not just the one that's alone, but it's one that has a problem. You yeah, know, maybe yeah. a little bit yeah, lame, wounded, or yeah, lame. whatever. Mm-hmm. They look for the easy prey. Yep. And so does he. Yeah. And last I knew, I think all of us are wounded pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God's continuing to work on it. You know, so that one on that larger story, mm-hmm. it is pretty easy to see. You know, he calls him into this fight for freedom. Mm-hmm. Now, your next clip. Has yep. the same elements. It's just a little bit different to see it. So you want to tell us yeah, about the clip? So it's another one of my. It's in my top five of boot, boot camp clips. Um, it's from Les Mis. Uh, Les, I'll, I'll just do the short version. Les Mis. I can't say it. The, the uh, yeah. There you go. So um, it's it's um, when Jean Valjean has you know he's been released from prison. He's trying to get back into society. Uh, he meets this priest. It gives him. Uh, lodging and food and he steals from him and um, he sneaks out and the police bring him back after catching him think that he's stolen from the priest they bring him to the priest and the priest says no no I gave that to him let him go and then he takes the time to just kind of set Jean Valjean free um, speak into his life give him an identity and he doesn't really call him up to the larger story, but he frees him to be able to do that. And Jean Valjean, later on in the movie, goes and finds the larger story and helps others out. And this is just the clip for that. I'm very angry with you, Jean Valjean. What happened to your eye, Monseigneur? Didn't he tell you he was our guest last night? Oh, yes. After we searched his knapsack and found all this silver, he claimed <laughs> that you gave it to him. Yes, of course I gave him the silverware. But why didn't you take the candlesticks? That was very foolish. Madame Gillot, fetch the silver candlesticks. They're worth at least 2,000 francs. Why did you leave them? Hurry. Monsieur Valjean has to get going. He's lost a lot of time. Did you forget to take them? Are you saying he told us the truth? Of course. Thank you for bringing him back. I'm very relieved. Release him. You really letting me go? Didn't you understand the bishop? Madame Gillot, offer these men some wine. They must be thirsty. Thank you. And don't forget. Don't ever forget. You've promised to become a new man. Promise? Why are you doing this? Jean Valjean, my brother, you no longer belong to evil. 
With this silver, I bought your soul. I've ransomed you from fear and hatred. And given him back to God. 